It's the Face of Chicago Business Podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our city second to none. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Chicago Business Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Shannon Sutton. Shannon, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is lovely. Yeah, we have been uh, literally just goofing off this entire time uh-huh. before we, we jumped in. So it's been a lot of fun already. Yeah. <laughs> We've been through several strange topics already before we started recording. But. Yes, but that's why I love talking to you. So this is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. But tell us, you're originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan, right? I am. I am, yes. Which has like changed remarkably since I grew up there. It's become like quite a... like hop in little town now in the last several years so like like chic like a uh, young type yeah, town. yeah it's gotten like much younger and like there's just so much um development in terms of like retail and restaurants and like the beer scene etc oh, cool. so like i go back now and hardly recognize it but like it's a lot of fun and it's like exploring it for the first time so interesting now are, are yeah. these mostly people who are from like the area that just stayed <sighs> Good question. Um, I'm actually not sure. Um, I know some people that I went to school with have moved back, um, I think, to start families and whatnot. But I don't know who these people are that are there now. I mean, I think it's probably started drawing people from elsewhere just because of I think it, the beer scene is what really started it. <laughs> yeah, like they've got a couple they... of like big like founders and a couple of other big breweries there that I think have like kind of planted their flags and mm. a lot has started to kind of build up around it that's been drawing people in. So it's cool. It's, oh, that is it's really fun cool. to see. Well, and, and, and we'll get into the, the professional side of what you do as far yeah. as being in real estate, right? But yeah. just from that perspective, I'm curious, like what do you see in terms of the people moving in? Like, I mean, you mentioned like kind of the outside, but is it yeah. is it a particular type of version that's gravitating towards, like is it city people leaving? Is it uh, leaving you know their city and, and finding these smaller towns? Good question. Um, I honestly, I don't even know like what it's, what it's bringing. I mean, I, I could see people having been in a bigger city maybe during their like few years out of college and like kind of moving there to get a little bit of kind of a smaller town vibe um, and kind of start to settle down a little bit. So I could kind of see that, but I'm sure even just people that are from there and have lived there all along have like enjoyed seeing what it's turned into so much that they're just kind of sticking around and like making, you know, more investment and and planting more roots there. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm getting married there in uh the fall of this year oh, sorry it's, it's our third it's our third date on the books now so i'm forgetting really? what what the date even is now but um but yeah so it'll be really fun to to kind of experience that kind of for a, a big event so that's really really cool no yeah so growing up was it very much like you felt like you had a like you were from a small town or or it felt like a, a city like it was it's the second biggest city in michigan so it definitely oh, no felt way. yeah it's detroit followed by grand rapids so <laughs> and people don't really know grand rapids or at least they didn't until recently but so it definitely felt like a city um but not to the point where it was like so gigantic that it was unmanageable so yeah. um so it was fun but you never really went downtown for anything specific like that didn't really feel like a destination when i was a, a kid growing and you say up downtown like Detroit downtown? I don't know, like downtown, downtown Grand Rapids. Oh, okay. <laughs> like there, there's a downtown, but I just never felt like there was much that you would go downtown reason, for, yeah. you know, unless you worked there or whatever. But um, but now it's just completely, completely changed and it's oh, like super lively. So, so what do anyway. you think, like in terms of big city growing up, with, like, was Chicago the big city or was Detroit yes. the... Uh, Detroit, I mean... Detroit was You're closer really, to Chicago, right? I mean, are, are Grand Rapids? Um, they're probably, Chicago was maybe a little further from Grand Rapids. Oh, really? Like Detroit, I think was two and a half hours and Chicago was like three, a little over three. Okay, gotcha. But we're pretty equidistant between the two. So, 
Um, we didn't really go to Detroit much though. <laughs> and like, I, I don't know what it was about it, but my parents would take us to Chicago when we wanted to like have a whole city, like experience. big city weekend. And, you know, we would stay like right off Michigan Avenue and, um, go to a museum, go shopping, like all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so that was super fun. And I remember as a kid being like very intimidated to cross the street and like there would be, and people would be honking all the time, which was not something that we were used to coming from where we came from. And like, it would really freak me out. And my dad would have to kind of like shepherd me across the street because I would just get so like nervous that I was being honked at and that I was like doing something wrong. So it was a little intimidating to me at that age, but, but now it's just life old hat. Yeah. It's just day to day life here. So, so when did you, I guess, know that you wanted to live in Chicago? Uh, probably, I don't know. It's, it's funny that I, I barely remember how that happened. And I think it was just sort of the tail end of college. I knew it was sort of time to figure something out. And I had been interning at this company that was a, it was like a Chicago based retailer. And it was at, at the end of college, I thought I was going to do something in apparel. Oh, okay. I, I had randomly picked up an apparel merchandising minor in the last like two years of so college, um, communication and culture. Okay. That's good. After first starting out as a theater major, which I had no theater background. But still, all those <laughs> things like, are very beneficial, I mean, yeah, in life. And like, it's funny to see how those things all have kind of ended up making sense yeah. and having a role in my life. But like, what I went to college thinking I was going to do was act with no acting experience. And I just was, was completely you just winging it. Or yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I, had, I gotta go to school for something. I'd so. grown up doing ballet since second grade, and I think I was sort of ready to taper off my dancing, but I still liked the idea of performing. Sure. And I thought it would just be like a seamless transition into acting with no experience. And I think by the end of the freshman year, I was like, okay, I don't think I have the talent for this. And <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. So I kind of left that behind and ended up doing just the broader like communication degree. So um, so it was kind of random, but anyway, so I was working in, um, I was interning at this company in actually their Atlanta store location. And when it came time to graduate, they had an opportunity at their, uh, Michigan Avenue store in Chicago, mm. um, where it was kind of like management training at the time. And this and is right out of college? Right out of college. So mm-hmm. that was kind of what brought me here. It's, it's the only, I can't even remember if I interviewed elsewhere. Maybe not. It might've just kind of like happened with that and that was it so i was i was in chicago and have stayed ever since but so where'd you go to school um indiana university (laughs) yeah so we're we're currently trying to get one of the other brokers in my office to like convince his son to go there and they're going this weekend for a campus tour and so all the like hoosiers in the office are all like lobbying him super hard to try to get his kid to go there instead of ohio state so anyway so we're uh we're trying to kind of like stage manage their visit to bloomington as much as we can so they they see all the the best stuff sounds like you're hijacking it more than yeah we're hijacking it a lot actually uh i feel like his son has no free will on where he goes to school at this point but um anyway but i loved it and like made some great friends there um and wouldn't have done it any other way if i could go back tomorrow so oh that's cool yeah so 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 when you come out here i mean being so close to home, did it just feel like home or was there a significant like cultural shock when you first got here? It was a, it was a bit of a culture shock because, you know, I was at this large Big Ten university campus, um, which was a completely different lifestyle. Um, and as much as it was a big university, like the town of Bloomington definitely feels smaller town. Mm-hmm. So I think it definitely felt different to me. It was the first time I was really living alone. 
Um, I got a studio apartment by myself and I had come out of a sorority house with like (laughs) 90 some women living there. So living alone felt eerily quiet to me at first and it just was so a not little the freedom it's all cracked up to be yeah, yeah. i mean it, it wasn't it wasn't and i i ended up liking it and um you know i i had a great time but it, it certainly felt a little a little jarring at first and you know you're you're coming in like making very little money and trying to like make it all happen and like kind of like <laughs> scrape it all together but and did you know anybody I survived. When you were here? um i i was actually dating someone from iu that we both moved here simultaneously so um oh, and cool. he lived like a block away at the time oh, so wow. like we kind of had our little built-in like small posse there at the beginning um and a couple other um sorority sisters and girlfriends of mine lived in chicago so so that made it a little easier to and it's iu it's to, not too far no yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. and my parents were close and so it didn't feel that crazy so, so in terms of the job, how long did that last? That lasted a year. Okay. Um, it started out doing the kind of like management training on the actual sales floor. And within six months or so, I, I kind of thought that might not be the direction for me. And I, I think Michigan Avenue retail sales is like, there's a lot of sharks out there. And like, I just did not feel like enough of a shark to survive. Really? And like, there were people like veterans that had worked at this store for 20 years. Oh, and so like, like, you're, you're expected to sell kind of, thing. you were, yeah. ex- you were selling, but they were also kind of grooming you for management. But like, you had to be able to like tread water in sales in addition to kind of learning the ropes to, to manage the store at some point. So, um, so I'm kind of like competing with these hardcore veterans that were just like career sales. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was, it was like, I was a minnow in like a, a shark infested water. It was, <laughs> sure. it was crazy. So, um, so I, I kind of felt like that wasn't really my game. So I started working for their, um, men's catalog that they kind of operated out of this office above the store. And so I kind of worked with the men's buying team. And they would kind of choose what was going in the catalog and I would kind of coordinate the production and like ultimately photo shoot for the catalog and then just doing a bunch of other stuff to kind of get it live. And um, in some ways I liked that better. In some ways it it's still, I don't know, it still just like wasn't for me. And so I, in a classic like young person rookie mistake, I finally one day was like, all right, that's it. I got to get out of here. And so I quit without another job and when they asked when I would like my last day to be I said the following day (laughs) so I I bounced and like I had no other job and had no idea what I was gonna do and so luckily at the same time they were filming that movie do you know the movie Public Enemies the Johnny Depp movie with Christian Bale in it they were filming that in my neighborhood including in my apartment building at the time so I then had my days free to just like you know, monitor the filming of this movie <laughs> and obviously not be working. So anyway, so that was a weird, a weird little time. But um, from there, I ended up getting into the world of advertising and media okay. and got a job a few months later um, where I ended up being kind of in the advertising world for about 10 years. Oh, no way. So yeah, I worked at an ad agency um, for six years where I was basically kind of strategizing around kind of the purchase of media, like on behalf of advertisers. So, um, so we would kind of help them, you know, recommend a like print advertising schedule for instance, and then ultimately like, you know, get their sign off on it and secure that media for them. So I did that work for about six years or no, four years, years? four years. Okay. And then I went into ad sales for magazines, um, for the six years following that. 
It just seems like advertising is, so, is a tough business to be in. Yeah, it, it definitely can be. And like, I, I think especially being in print, you know, at a time where there's so much other emerging media mm. that became, I think, a tougher and tougher sell and yeah. not because there wasn't value in it. I, I still believe that there's tremendous value in, in print media, but I think as those years in sales went on, it just felt like the engagement on the other side of the table was kind of waning, mm. you know, and mm. like you, you were out here kind of trying to come up with these like sort of customized ideas for them and programs and, you know, all kinds of stuff involving print. And it just sort of didn't feel like there was the appetite for it to match mm. on the other side of those meetings. And I think that just started to kind of to wear on me after a while, but, um, and but it was yeah. just, was it mostly just that or was it a different, just a culture? I mean, um, it seems like there's more to there's, it than just, yeah. I mean, there, there was kind of like a, a culture to it as well that I think, um, kind of started to to lose its luster for me after a while um it's hard to even explain i i definitely had one and i don't even know if i'm gonna like name it but there was one brand that i worked for during that time in particular that just was so not me and the culture was so not me and i just like just couldn't hack it there it was like it was very um sports centric which Mm. if anyone knows me like in my real life i don't know anything about sports and i'm out here trying to sound like a total pro like like i know all about this person who's like the preeminent soccer writer you know and i'm like i i've never heard of this person like i that's fine i don't know what this is so so i i tried and you know i worked at it for a while and it just ultimately like was not a fit so i think that was sort of where i started learning that for me to be as successful as possible i needed to be working in something that was personally interesting and exciting sure. to me yeah. because it's really hard to, to fake it when you don't actually have a vested interest in your subject matter. So, well, and, and we got, you know, obviously don't know each other very well, but one of the things that it just, it just seemed very you as you were telling it was in your first job, how you just didn't have anything lined up and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm out. But it just seemed like it made sense because, um, you, you're, you're so happy, right? Like you have this, yeah. this, this, personality about you where if you're not happy it just seems like oh doesn't make sense like why am I going to do it right so to spend 10 years in that industry do you feel like on some level you were like like stuck there Uh, maybe and I I I think the further and further I got into it and 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 so part okay so part of it was I'm working at this ad agency for a few years and you know there were good things about that I think there was a big sense of kind of community amongst your peers and you know it's it's fun in in various ways and I think what ultimately then pulled me into the ad sales side was that like someone I had, had worked with as a vendor at the time came in one day and was like hey there's an opening at such and such magazine like I think you'd be great for it you should you should interview yeah and so I think it's it's dangerous when you when someone kind of approaches you with that because sure. you're flattered yeah and it's easy to kind of Go with the flow and kind of get roped into it when maybe it's not the end all be all passion for you. And so I think that's how I ultimately got kind of pulled towards the sales side, which, which again had its merits too. But what gets difficult then is you're, you know, approaching, I was probably what, like late twenties approaching 30 at that point. And you know, you're, you're making pretty good money and it's, it's hard to think about completely turning the ship and going to something where you're going to be starting from the bottom again. And maybe it's something that interests you more, but you're going to have to make some sacrifices to, to turn the ship around. And for a lot of people, that's too scary. And especially once you have 
dependence. You know, once you have children, it's really hard to make a career change that's going to plunge you back to the bottom. For sure. You just can't, you can't do it. For sure. So that scared me for a while. And I, I thought about it a lot. And eventually the idea of real estate kind of came into the fold. And I saw a lot of possible value in that. It's something that does interest me a great deal personally, especially kind of from a design standpoint. Right. Um, I, I, I love all of that. Um, so I got that idea. And now was that idea planted by someone or was it I just honestly like think shows? Probably the, the advent of HGTV probably For sure. had something to do with it, sure. I would imagine. For and sure. I think my parents planted the seed a little bit too because oh, they're yeah? very like... They're like anthropologists in the study of me. I mean, <laughs> classic like only child situation where they're like, what can we, yeah, you know, they, they like to kind of observe and report on what they think would be, would be fitting for me. Like experiment on your life. Kind like. of, yeah. So we've but decided good that ways. <laughs> Yeah. So here's some literature yeah. for you to read yeah. about what your next move is going to be. So study it at your leisure and get back to you us about it. You got two business and life coaches. Yeah, right. I do, but in a great way. No, and they're, like they're it. awesome. And like, I think they they kind of observe things that I maybe don't even see about myself sure. and, you know, make helpful suggestions in a, loving way, right? in a yeah. loving way. And like they were right on the money with that. And it, it has proven to be exactly the right thing for me. So <laughs> I got my license. I was like going on Saturdays and taking the you know, all, while you're all day classes. Yep. Mm-hmm. While I was still working. And so I took all the classes, like, you know, got licensed and held on to that for two years. And so I was just keeping it active and just letting it kind of sit in the background until I felt ready to kind of to take the leap. Move, yeah. So I was, you know, trying to save money because I knew that sure. there would be a ramp up period during which I was not going to make much money and I needed to be prepared to ride that out. And so it took me a while to amass enough money to take that leap. So I kind of worked on that for a while and ultimately left my advertising job traveled for a couple of months and then took the plunge and started in real estate and I have not looked back. I like that you started by traveling first. Yeah. <laughs> I at the like, time let me, let me prepare myself. Yeah. Honestly, anytime you're able to completely take time off and disengage between jobs, you will never relax more than that in your life. True. And it's such a great way to just completely wipe your slate clean, cleanse your palate and really feel like ready and like come to your next opportunity from a sense of like complete peace and like preparedness. So I, I would recommend that to anyone. Like whenever someone tells me that they're quitting their job and going to something else, I'm like, do you have time in between? How much time is there in between? Like, please <laughs> go time. somewhere yeah, and like do something. Cause like, you know, what are the chances that an employer is going to say to you? Oh no, you can't take a week off. We need you this day. Right, no, like not they're not going to bail on you over like an extra week off in between your jobs. So I always, would encourage people to do that because it's it's the best so. well it seems like you found your your niche in life and what yeah. you kind of were called to be doing i think so yeah. um and it's seem happy doing it yeah i i think i'm so much happier now than i was a few years ago and it's scary because you don't at the time that you make the jump you can't know that and you yeah. don't know if it's going to be better or worse in your next phase of your life but like i'm glad that i tried it because how would you have known you know and so it's turned out to be great and like i really i really enjoy what i do and like the the whole kind of lifestyle that the real estate world kind of affords you and the 
you know, amount of control that you have over truly making your own business decisions and completely running your own show. For sure. Um, I really have found that I enjoy that. So, <laughs> And the clients, great. I mean, just you, you connect people so well. Thank you. No, well, that personality, right? If you, if you don't, if you can't get along with someone, yeah. you're, it's going to be tough to do business with totally. them. Totally. Yeah. And it, it's just fun because like you, in just talking to people and meeting people in life, you kind of, you know, when it comes to meeting clients, it's like I end up working with people that I've just had a good rapport with and a good connection with. And it's like, yeah. you kind of just end up attracting the clients that are the best fit for you to work with. Yeah. It just sort of happens naturally. Yep. Whereas in a more structured corporate sales job, like your clients are predefined for you in many cases, 100%. whether you jive with them personally or not. And so it's kind of nice that you get to sort of forge those relationships more naturally with the people that that you kind of get along well with and it just makes the work that much more fun. So, 100%. so what yeah. are you doing when uh, you're not doing real estate? Um, design constantly permanently designing our condo. <laughs> it's like, it never stops. And I think my fiance is like, okay, well after this next like house plant project that she's doing, like maybe, maybe we'll be done. <laughs> I don't know if he's, if he's realized yet that it will never be done and I will be like fine tuning and like decorating and changing things for the rest of our lives. So I keep a, um, a PowerPoint, like a, a, it's old school. I mean, there, I'm sure there's way cooler software for interior design and whatnot, but mine is a PowerPoint with like thumbnails of the stuff we have that <laughs> I will like copy and paste into my PowerPoint to like plan that out the rooms of our house. Hilarious. It's very like low tech. It's like you're always practicing for your clients. Totally. Yeah. And so like yesterday we were, we got to a showing out in Oak Park, uh, my clients and I, and uh, the, I think the listing agent and seller were kind of running behind. So we were just like standing outside and I was just in my mind, like, here's what I would do with the outside of this house. I was like, and, and the, my client was like, oh my God, she's like, I can never like see things that way. Like I don't have that vision. So she's like, please tell me. And I was yeah. like, well, I'd put a fence up on this like upper part. I would do this kind of light fixture in the entryway, um, do this landscaping. And like, you just see that right away. I don't can just you? see it. I'm like, like change the house numbers to be like those cool, skinny, like matte black metal mm, house numbers. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you did those couple of things, the front of this house would look completely different. And like, that's really fun for me. That's so cool. the like fact that. that that's like part of my job is really fun. And I take it you've always been this way. Uh, yeah, maybe not to this level, but maybe not to this level of like, I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's like a, a medical, like an illness probably like it's, so you love this. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could be in my PowerPoint for like 20 hours straight and just like not even break for meals. So it's, it's so, so fun. How much do you involve that in, into the real estate part of things when you're transacting on real estate? Um, I do involve it and it's like, I think I do it more, I'll say things like offhand. Like for example, when we're walking through a property, I'll say, okay, like the way this room is kind of configured, you could you could do a couple different things here. Sure. You could configure this this way, that that way. Um, and I'll just, I'll throw out just ideas or thought starters. I try to keep it to only times where it's like solicited and not like oh. <laughs> the other way you just be talking about it the whole I'm time just, yeah they're like oh my god you, you could do this you yeah. could do this they're like could you actually be quiet just for a minute so that we can just take this in ourselves but um but yeah i i don't i don't go overboard with it but i think if people want suggestions or if they're having a hard time conceptualizing what a space could be i love to kind of like throw in my two cents so well very um, cool yeah and, and it seems fun. like you have a very supportive fiance too Yes. <laughs> in, he, in, in allowing you to do, not allowing, I should say, but you know, yeah, being he supportive. is very supportive. Um, and he, you know, I, I think he likes 
the ultimate like product that we yeah. ended up with in result. terms of like where yeah. we live. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I, I need to be better about taking his feedback into account, you know, and not just being like a steamroller on, you know, my You're aesthetic like, no, direction. This looks the best. I'm like, I'm telling you yeah. this, <laughs> there, this, I've, I've weighed out every option. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm telling you the terracotta <laughs> and the rust are completely different and the terracotta <laughs> is better and it just is. But um, I'm assuming you're talking about colors. I am talking about okay. colors. See, yeah, <laughs> See? I'm so like, yeah, in yeah. my like medical grade yeah. design disease that it's just. I'm hearing like brown. Yeah, brown. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's probably what he hears too, yeah. but he, yeah. he's very good about like nodding and like yeah. entertaining the craziness Indulging that goes you. on. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he, yeah. he yeah. does indulge me. So, um, he, I think his biggest complaint about it is the constant, uh, boxes that are always in our place of like things that I'm ordering and trying. Yeah. Yeah. And then ultimately most of it goes back. (laughs) So there's like a constant flow of things that are like being tried things that are like boxed to go back. Like a staging area. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like in our place, there's no great staging area. That's like not seen. So the staging area is pretty much just like right when you walk in, it's right in your face and it's just like a complete disaster of boxes. Like it's a so, work in progress. Yeah. I'm like, if it's not done yet, he's like, I, it's never going to be yeah. done. And like, please get these boxes out of here. So That's I need hilarious. to work on that a little bit. I'm, I'm planning to take a little breather from the, the ordering stuff and trying stuff very soon. And, and, and very soon. experience what it's like to just own something just and, live, and, and live yeah. in it. you yeah i mean i get the sense you are much more minimal minimalistic and I that's yes. that's such a that's an easier way to live yeah, it's just, it's, it, it weighs it weighs on me to think about stuff uh-huh. you know what i mean like i don't like stuff yeah i just like to be able to pack up and go somewhere yeah, yeah. i i have that fantasy too yeah but i think it might like, just remain a fantasy for me it just be another lifetime yeah in, in my next when i'm reincarnated as something else like a cricket or something and i don't have any belongings yeah. that will be a be forced into for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, where'd you guys meet? How long have you been together? So we met, uh, I think it was the summer of 2018. Um, and we met on Hinge, one of the dating apps, yeah. which like, so they, they definitely can work. Anybody out there I've that's like slogging through the apps. With Hinge yeah. It's, over the other ones. Totally. I think it like provides more opportunities to start a conversation and mm. it provides you with kind of more like interest-based prompts stuff. and like things like that. So yeah. Um, and he just had something like funny on his that I, I just, I think one of the prompts was like your worst or like most failed Halloween costume ever. And I, it was something like, Oh my God, I can't even remember. Um, Oh, I don't know. It was something, but he basically said like, it did this costume. Like it was terrible. Like no one laughed something like the way he phrased it was just so funny. And so we started talking and we, he was kind of newer to Chicago. So, our first date, I like insisted that we go to, um, Ocheval and get burgers mm-hmm. and like, cause I love that place. So, so we did that and it just kind of kept progressing from there. And, um, he's the best, mm. like, yeah, he's, he's very funny. He's like probably like the kindest person I know. So where's he from? Um, he's Originally? from LA. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's a California guy, but he's been in Chicago for a few years now. And, um, I feel like you don't hear about that to like too it. often. Going, no. you know, it's usually the other way around. People I know. Leaving to go. <laughs> well that, yeah. Like my parents, for instance, are like hoping to at least retire partially in California. So oh, they're, really? they're going like the right direction. Yeah. He has gone the wrong direction, but I'm glad, I'm glad but he, he did. found you. He, yeah, found he, each other. he had friends in Chicago and it was just kind of ready for a change. So he, um, just again, like took a chance and just 
packed up and moved here and uh that's cool though it's been good that's yeah cool. we that's we cool. we have a good time and um it's it's all been good things so and eventually hopefully we will get married in a way that is not completely like controlled by by covid Pandemic so situations yeah <clears throat> so, so we'll this see. is a third attempt you said yeah wow so the first one you you had it kind of already planned we and... had it planned for last september oh i see in grand rapids and um it just became clear that that was yeah that was not going to happen so then we were looking at may of this year did you cancel right away um we canceled a good handful of months out yeah. uh, before invitations or anything really went out so sure. uh we were looking at may of this year and as we were kind of seeing vaccine schedules and estimates come out we just thought it's probably not going to be yeah you know not going to be over by then and uh our venue is maybe going to be capped at a pretty pretty low number by that time so it's like we don't want to have to pick and choose and have like 10 people that are able to attend and like yeah. that's it so yeah. uh so we pushed it out to october again yeah. and i'm hoping knock on wood here that that will stick so fingers crossed but whatever awesome it is yeah. i think that's what it's going to be and like whatever it is by that point is what it is and like the point is like we'll be getting married and it'll be a great day whatever it whatever it looks like yes it's so. been it's been very interesting and i mean everyone's making the most of it right we're in it together but yeah, yeah. this is this this period in our in our lives and society's lives that uh yeah it's been completely like there there are days where i'll just suddenly think of it like i'm just like an outsider looking at what our lives all are now and like seeing everybody in the world walking around in these masks now and like it's like our world has completely changed and when you really think about the magnitude of that it's it's quite scary right yeah no it is it's it, i mean it's major it's, it's major you know and, and you like yeah. even now i love seeing a lot of those commercials where um it's like from 20 years ago and mm-hmm. what we were talking about like at&t comes to mind like oh we're gonna be doing this in the future right yeah like what does it look like now yeah like like what does the future look like for us oh my god or, or how how you know based on what has happened is has it changed right the trajectory right because, yeah, I, we were talking about this before just in terms of, like, networking and all that and, and, and being connected. And yeah, I just feel like it's still so up in the air. It's really up in the air. And, like, I mean, I hear people say all the time that they think the mask wearing will just go on Forever. indefinitely. Yeah. And I think it will to some extent. Ugh, that thought is, is so rough. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure. And well, it, I think you see, like, especially in, in Asia where they had that, um, you know, well, several not just this, you know, past yeah. one, but before where it just became more accustomed in that culture where yeah. you'd see people with face masks, you know, pre-pandemic. Yeah. And so, th- I, yeah, I think now. That may be something that we all adopt. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it could go the direction where because we've all kind of been restricted from socializing and, and really connecting in person with people, it could go the direction where we all now value that so much more than we did before and it becomes this like golden age of everybody just like really appreciating their friendships and their family and like and it goes i mean because i think things have been going in the direction of more digital contact for a while and i think the more that kind of covid settled in i think people started to kind of realize how much they valued in-person contact and how much they had really started to miss it so this might be kind of instrumental in like turning the tide back towards like face-to-face meaningful yeah. contact yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah which you know it is weird timing for that but i think maybe it'll end up being like a corrective force yeah. on that kind of thing but who knows well Hard so in terms, you know, in, in with real estate you know how has that i guess impacted you like what did you what have you had to overcome you know as a result of even though the the, the real estate industry has 
more or less been booming, right? Uh huh. It's, it's been which at the beginning of all this, I I don't know if any of us could have predicted that that was the direction Not things would go. Because I mean, it did take a pause, like March, April, maybe a little bit of May last year, because I think everyone was just kind of like alligator arms a little bit, yep. and we were just like, oh my god, I, I love that phrase because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like such it's a so visual of like, Ugh. it's so true. Um, so I think everyone took a little pause and weren't sure the direction things were going. And if you were if you were thinking of selling, it's like that wasn't the time where you suddenly wanted to have people traipsing through your home yep. and whatever. So I think it took a little pause, but starting last summer, it started to boom, and last summer was like explosive. Uh, I think our office had some of its best summer months on record last year like ever yeah um and it ended up being like a, a record-setting year overall um and this winter has just continued right on i mean right now it's like there's a lot of buyers out there inventory and in at least a lot of the kind of north side neighborhoods that i work in the most frequently like inventory's not quite where it needs to be to keep up with that demand so it's just <laughs> it's creating a lot of a lot of craziness but um, but luckily it's been business has been good and it could have gone so differently with you know, all of the, the challenges of the past year. A hundred percent. So, so that's been nice. Um, and I think, you know, we, it's changed how we do business just in the sense that you have to take the extra safety precautions when you're showing for property sure. and whatnot, but like, that's like for everybody else. Yeah. And closings are happening where like only the buyers are really in the, the title company oh, with really? like a, a representative from the title company that's closing for them. But, um, the attorney is just kind of guiding oh. them through everything on zoom. Oh, I'm no. not in the room. Wow. So, so really it's weird. It's it, like, yeah. I'm just like sending people off to their closing without me. And you know, our attorney is just kind of guiding them through everything. So it's been a little weird to not be as involved in the actual kind of moment of closing yeah. for my clients. But, um, you know, they're in great hands with, um, I, I use a, an attorney that I really love very often and I know they're in great hands with him. So yeah. anyway, so yeah, yeah, it's been good. It hasn't, it hasn't impacted it in the ways that, that we all kind of thought it might. Um, so it's great. No, I think there's a lot of extra money there too. That people just, you know, I was watching them about cruises and like the industry, how it's just been, I don't want to say decimated, but definitely hundreds of billions of dollars have been lost. And so that money's got to go somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just think like people are just, I mean, we we realize that we spend a lot of money on food ordering and delivery and like eating out. And you mean I think you as like uh, Amir and I, um, yeah, you know that was I think where we, if you really sat down and looked at it, that was where a lot of our money was going. I think a lot most people, to yeah. be honest with you, yeah. So it's like I I have noticed at a few different points in the past year that like our our money seems to be like lasting us a lot longer yeah. because you're not. And also we were, I mean, I was spending a decent amount of money on like lifts and Ubers yeah. to go places. And I wasn't doing that either. And so I think that's like a huge chunk that is, you know, kind of staying in house now. Yep. So I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. And also a lot of people have sort of realized the deficiencies of their space <laughs> when they're stuck there <laughs> all the time, yeah. every well, minute, well, every day. And they're there because they had to go to work or they're uh -huh. close by something that now is a you know, moot yeah. point. So Yeah. And I mean, some people are taking it as far as like moving completely out of state, out of state, and, yeah. you know? So yeah. anyway, um, so it's, it's to varying degrees it's it's impacted people and you know we we too have had the thought of like okay the wish list has started for our next place too i mean even realtors realtors think Real the same way as everybody else like we're like okay you're human beings we too. need i mean things as small as like we need to have an outlet in our kitchen island yep. in the next place that we live or yeah. like you know just like little random things on our wish list but, but hey why um, not right if you yeah, can plan for it totally so we've, we've got the list going and i don't know when we'll we'll make a move but i think we're we're just like everybody else in in kind of seeing the things that maybe are more 
more difficult on a day-to-day basis at home and and how we could kind of rectify those in a different or larger space so i think a lot of people are thinking that way and yards roof decks all that stuff has become (laughs) patios yeah Yeah, yeah, i mean those are those are like at a premium now so anyway well as far as uh professionally for you what's next what's what's on the horizon oh man um at some point i would really like to get into um kind of developing property and and kind of working in that field as well um one project that we kind of got really excited about last summer and now what we're kind of tabling for a little while is we were thinking about building a super cool like a-frame cabin in door county in wisconsin and like renting that out like spending time there when we can but otherwise like kind of making it into an investment property so i kind of want to dip my toe in with a smaller scale project like that first and then um, eventually do kind of bigger projects in Chicago and whatnot. So I think that'll be a whole nother thing for me to take a bite out of eventually. Um, but there's, yeah, I mean, even for me, there's, there's still a lot to learn about that. And it's something that I want to kind of, you know, develop some more relationships around first. Cause I think it takes a village to, to do any kind of like property development and like, 100%. you know, you need to have like a great contractor that you have a, you know, a working relationship with and, um, you know, there's just a lot of, a lot of ropes you need to know. So 100%. anyway, so I'm, I'm kind of working towards that eventually, but the cabin project would be a fun little, little experiment. And of course, another design challenge for me as well. So that's really, that's really what I'm, what I'm after. Oh, I said something new. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, You're course, like, maybe step out of your comfort yeah. zone a little bit. Just a, just a thought. No, it's, it's, that's awesome. And you just let me know how we can, uh, sign up and I'll be the first yeah. one to sign up. Oh for my God. Yeah. Well, it's going to be very cool. I'm sure I'm, I'm fully prepared for it to be cool. So um, and I'm so sure it's we'll, gonna have an eye for design. So oh yeah, definitely. Huh. I I've loved like A-frame cabins since like you know my family goes up to northern Michigan in the summers and um, there's just so many cool little like vintage A-frames oh, yeah. up there and I've just kind of like fallen in love with those. So anyway, well, very cool. Well yeah, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story. Yeah, um, you know, and if you're listening, you're watching, and Shannon, someone you want to connect with, please encourage you to fill out the form below. But Yes, Thank please. you again so, so much. And I look forward to staying up in uh, your cabin. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll let you know as soon as we're accepting bookings. But, um, but thanks so much for having me on. This has been fun. Thank you.